this July 4th Sunday morning. I trust you'll have lots of family and friendships and gatherings that you'll be part of. Uh, as they've mentioned, we'll be joining with our sister church uh, this evening. Uh, I like to look at them as like cousins. And, uh, you know, we're part of the big, big body of Christ. You know, there is no denomination. There's no box. There's none of that. But, you know, it's cool to go hang out at grandma's house. <laughs> so we're going to go down to our sister church uh, Princeton Pike this evening for the Light Up Liberty. You know, we used to try to do our own thing, and and it was like, you know, why in the world reinvent the wheel when I can just take a lawn chair down there and let them do all the work? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Kind of. <laughs> it's a great event, a wonderful night. They, they pull out all the stops, and they do it just right. And so we love them. They love us, and, and they invited us years ago to be a part, and we like to do that on, on Sunday evening so we'll we'll be there i hope you'll be there if you won't that's fine too if you make the best steak in the world on your own grill and that's what you want to do this evening then you do that you do whatever makes you happy and so we're excited to be able to spend time with our family this evening um thank you richard for uh he said he, he felt a little awkward about about bringing up the need we have but you know i i, I didn't tell him about something i heard right before service you know you know, we, we never uh, talk to you about money situations. The Lord has blessed the church over and over again, and we, we're doing wonderful. But, you know, every now and again, those big things, like, you know, one air conditioning unit here, we've gotten a quote for like fifteen dollars to $17,000, and there's two of them out in the sanctuary. <laughs> so that's why it might be just a bit humid in here today. But um, but we're looking at that, and, and we you know, we're, we're approaching you about that. Sometimes the family, how many of you know, sometimes the family's got to sit around the dining room table and, and we got to say, hey, you know, no more candy bars right now. We got we to gotta get this thing fixed. So sometimes the new car needs tires. And so that's where we're at. But you know what? We, we announced that Sunday night. They didn't know. The sergeants had no idea. Hadn't, I had not spoken to them. And so here he, he has felt led to do that. And by the end of that service that, e that evening, we had $3,500. That had already been given. Several other, several other pledges have come in. One guy pledged $1,000, and he came in just a few minutes right before I was baptizing. I was on my way up to the baptismal pool, and he says, I got to tell you something. I said, what? And he goes, I made that pledge for $1,000. He said, I walked into my job the very next day. I worked there 30, he said, 35 years, I think. And he said, 35 years, and they have never done this. He said, but for some reason, they came down and said, they're giving us a $1,000 check. And he said, I got $1,000 coming to me. He said, the next day. Well, another guy, another guy texts uh, one of our young ladies in the church, and he had been praying about it, thinking about it, and he ended up making, he worked it all out and sent her a text and said, tell the pastor $3,000. And so that came off. So that's $6,500 in just a few days. And add that 1000 that that guy pledged, and we're up to seven already. So isn't God doing a wonderful job? When God laid, you know, Marty says it all the time. He always says this, and whenever he does, I'm always just like, well, that's like a, like a Rob Parsley cliche or, or a, maybe a, a Joel Olstein kind of inspiring moment. But he always says, if it's God's will, it's God's bill. And uh, God always takes care of his own. So, so anyway, thank you for, for being a part of that. God's going to bless you as you bless his house. How I many of you know it's his house? Amen. God bless you. 
Turn in your word, if you will. I've got three scripture references as we get started this, this morning. James chapter 3, verse 3. Luke chapter 6, verse 4. Or, I'm sorry, 45. And then Proverbs chapter 18, verse 20. Entitled the message, you know, I've been thinking and I've had it going over and over in my mind for this morning's service, freedom of speech. And I thought, oh, that's awesome, Lord. That'll be a patriotic sermon. That'll be awesome, John. It'll be great. You know, we'll just wave the flags and we'll talk about freedom of speech. And yet it went in a completely different direction. He turned it around and said, you're going to preach about speech that's free. Speaking in your life, strength that's in a word. So we're going to talk about that this morning. And it starts off with the things that we speak. This is the true freedom of speech. The things as a child of God that we know in this word are ours. As children, sons, and daughters of God. It's going to change. First service, man, we had a, we had a gully washer. It was awesome. And I'm believing the same thing for right now. So let's get started. James chapter 3 and verse 3. Indeed, we put bits in horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn their whole body. Look also at ships, although they are so large and are driven by fierce winds, they are turned by a very small rudder wherever the pilot desires. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest a little fire kindles. Luke chapter 6, verse 45. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. An evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. Words. Words are important. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 20. A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips, he should be filled. For death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. The message entitled this morning, Strength in a Word, the Truest Freedom of Speech. Father, we ask your blessings on your word. Challenge us with your word. Help us to learn, to understand. But you are to say to the church this morning, in the name of Jesus, amen. You may be seated. The Lord has been dealing with me. I didn't know that this patriotic Sunday was going to be something that would be connected to what God has been working in my life. Jennifer, clear back to when Duran left us. God started something in me then about my words. He started showing me and, and, and sharing with me and laying it on my heart to study what I decree and what I declare and what kind of things are important. You know, and, that, and that's a hard thing for the Pentecostals today because so many people have, through the years and generations, have, have twisted that theology and turned it around. And there were years that we went into this name it, claim it, blab it, grab it, confess it, profess it kind of thing. 
you know, we had all these possessive kind of ideologies. And as we did all those things, a lot of folks said, no, I'm not going to go there. And a divide kind of came into the body of Christ among spirit-filled churches. And a lot of folks came over to this side where they're naming and claiming and, and they're wanting, you know, prosperity. And it was called a, a affectionately a prosperity gospel. And then you've got all these other folks on the other side saying, no, bless the Lord, that's not right. We shouldn't do that. And so we had this big thing happening in the church. It caused everybody to kind of like stand back a little bit. and A wrestling match in our hearts and minds about what we could or could not profess. What we could or could not confess. As I've been looking and studying and been dealing with the Lord in my own life. In my walk with the Lord. He's been challenging me to my words. Their life or their death. They're either poison or they're blessing. As I'm looking at these things, I'm, I'm, I'm praying about it in my own life and it's coming out of me. I'm feeling the, the, over, the cup running over with this and that becomes something that you have to deal with because I'm your pastor. I've been, pro- I've been holding on to the promises of God and, and speaking them and declaring them. And I'm finding more and more and more in the word of God that as long as I stay true to some principles about it, as long as I stay true to what I know is in his word about it, there are things that are changing, things that are happening. I saw this work out in, in the book of Job and I found the scripture. And as I was studying over the scripture, I, I found actually that Eliphaz was... To Job, not a great friend, but he was one of his friends. And he was trying to encourage him. He was trying to encourage him with words of, of, listen, Job, if you would just get right with God. If you would just, you know, confess whatever sin you've done. If you just get things good, you would have the favor of the Lord. You'd have the blessing of the Lord. He'd shine his countenance down on you if you'd just get right with the Lord. And we know that from the story that Job was right in the sight of God. How many of you know that just because you're going through a fire and the trial and the trouble of your life, just because you're headed into some major conflict in your life does not mean that God has taken his hand off you. Don't buy into that theology because it was Job's testimony before the sons of men when God was there and Satan presented himself and God is the one that said, have you considered my servant Job? God was the one that was honoring his faith in his life. And you know that the story ends up that Job finds himself in these tormenting kind of experiences and circumstances. Out of this, his friend, Eliphaz, comes to him and he says, Man, if you just get right with the Lord, you'd make a prayer under him and he'd hear it. If you just pay your vows, Job, then you could decree a thing, and it shall be established unto you, and the light shall shine upon your way. What? Because when I read this, I'm like, what? Thou shalt decree a thing, declare a thing in the New King James Version, and it will be established for you, so light will shine on your way. See, I believe that Eliphaz was telling a story, was giving us instruction in the word of God that was right. It's clear teaching, but it, it's, it wasn't appropriate in Job's circumstances because Job was a, a son of God and he was obeying the Lord. 
But still, nonetheless, this principle was real and was true. He said you could decree a thing, you could declare a thing. That started me going in my way. And it reminded me of, over and over again of how the, that, that Job had gone through so much, but it, it was finally in the next chapter in verse 20, in chapter 23 and verse 10 where he starts talking about it. He says, oh, Lord, you know the way that I take. And when I have been tried by fire, I will come forth as gold. Job came to an understanding that he knew that God knows where he's at and that God's promises are sure and amen. And his, his work in his life is something he can count on. We need to be concerned about the things that we decree in our lives. We need to be concerned about the things that we speak. I believe that it's time for us to consider in the body of Christ, what is it that we're speaking out of our heart, out of the abundance of our heart? Is it life or is it death? Is it positive? Is it negative? Is it something that's leading you to know victory in your life? Or is it something that's leaving you in this place of doubt and despair and discouragement? Are you being positive? Are you being someone who's holding to the promises of the Lord as truth? It's something that we need to look at and consider. When you speak discouragement, doubt, despair, doom and gloom, actually the Bible says that you're exposing what's inside your heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You may try to portray yourself in one light, but technically your words, your actions are exposing who you are on the inside. The powerful scriptures in, that have been given to us from God are life. Those scriptures are not there just to inspire you and make you feel better and motivate you. They are there for your, for your sustenance. They're there for your strength. They're there for your existence in life. It's the way that you can be victorious. It, it's something that we got to get down inside of us because sometimes we separate the promise from our practical living. Sometimes we take the promises and we like to sing about them. We like to dance and shout about them. We like to have a hoedown about the promises of God. But when it comes to them being actually what drives us and literally lights our path, Thy word is like a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. Instead of showing us the way to go, sometimes we just, it just makes for good church. Oh, and there's nothing like a good party in the house of God. But I'm talking about what, what we need to hear and see is something so much deeper than that. Something that will help us to walk out of this house today on top of the mountain. To actually know and understand that by faith we can speak to a mountain and it moves. We can speak to circumstances and we can speak to the, to the situations that we're in. And when we do walk through the fire, we'll not be burned. When we walk through the waters, they'll not overflow us. For we understand and we know that the promises of God are sure and amen. And we can count on them, not just most of the time, but all the time. 100 times out of 100 times. Isaiah 55 and 11. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Are you kidding me? 
His word will not come back void. So I ought to know his word, right? I ought to know what it says, and I ought to be able to hang on to that and use that in my life as, a, as an inspiration and as a promise, to, a foundation, if you will, to stand on the promises of God. You know, it goes back to something I remember years ago. Someone handed me a book. I think it was one of our state youth directors, Tony Lane, handed me a book, a little tiny book about this big. And he said, hey, read this on the plane. I was fixing to take a two-hour trip. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll read it. And so I took it on. It was the book called The Prayer of Jabez. Anybody ever read that? You know, I read the book. And as I read it, I, I, I was understanding the principles and I was reading how it, all the begets and then right there in the middle of all those begets in Chronicles it says Jabez was this godly man and it says and he prayed this prayer Lord bless me indeed and as I read that and they explained it in the little little book no not big read I was like oh I'm, we shouldn't pray that Bless me indeed, you mean bless me largely? Bless me massive, gigantic, big? Oh, I can't pray that prayer. I can't do that. As I kept reading and daring to think that God would perhaps want me to pray that, I remember the first time I said, Lord, bless me indeed. spoke into my spirit. So bless me largely, Lord. O open up the boundaries in my life and expand my horizons. Give me opportunities for ministry, Lord. Open up. Open up the, the road in front of me. No limitations. God, I, I pray the second prayer. And then I said, Lord, keep me from all harm. Keep me from all evil, from the evil one. Protect me from the devil in all of his ways. Touch my life and protect me and keep me from all harm. And I'm praying it with boldness. I got through to the last one. And above all, Lord, give me your presence every day, every hour, every place that I go. Bless me indeed. Open up opportunities and expand my boundaries. And Lord, give me your presence as you protect me from the evil one. And I kept praying it. I started declaring it. I started praying it every day. And as I prayed it every day, I didn't think no much more about it. I, I said, that's a good book. I like that book. That's a good prayer. So I just started praying that prayer every day. And about a year later, about a year later, when I, I was sitting there contemplating and looking back over the fact that, wow, every bill was paid. I'd paid a few things off, and there was money in the bank. And I was like, wow, you know, I'm, I'm actually doing a little good right now. I'm doing, I'm doing better. And, and, and it just kept getting blessed. I kept getting blessed with, with left and right. And, then, and I had looked back on the fact that I had preached in Australia in the outback at a mission, and people had gotten saved. I, I was preaching to youth camps in England that year, and, and I was able to lead 120 little English kids to Jesus in that service that week. And, and then I looked and I was able to preach in an African Congo church, uh, French speaking, in Belgium, in Brussels, Belgium. And I'd preached there and I'd been all these different places and I was thinking about how the, the blessing had come. The presence of the Lord was so real and I'd learned so much. I'd had an encounter, an experience with the Lord in a cathedral in Paris, France that changed my entire life. And as I look back on that year, I was sitting there and the Lord said, well, well, you asked me, didn't you? I said, that, that was that prayer. 
Are you kidding me? That was that prayer? The Lord said, my word will never come back void. I will complete my word. My word will stand. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. That's my word. And I started, wow, it changed my whole perspective in life. It changed everything about me and how I pray. It started turning me inside out, thinking, I need to know more. I need to know more of those promises of God that he is absolutely going to fulfill. And in my life, I'm now declaring over my house. I'm declaring over, I've got a, a red ribbon over the front door of my house. I've anointed every doorstop in my house. I've prayed in the name of Jesus Christ, like the blood covering over Israel. I pray against every enemy. I come against any invaders. I come against any evil. I come against that, and I pray, Holy Ghost, sanctification over my house, purity and safety over every door as it comes in. I'm, I'm declaring and decreeing these things. You know why? Not because of who I am in him, but because of who he is in me. And as I have his likeness and I'm created in his image, then I am living with the power of God's work, his word in me. So I ought to speak it. I ought to speak his word. Never again will I confess I can't. For I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And sometimes I need to tell myself that. I'll never worry about the enemy coming at me and feeling like I'm overloaded. I'm not going to confess that. I'm not going to start talking that. You won't get me on the phone with you saying, well, I'm just the devil's just beating me up. I'm just torn to pieces. He's been on my back all week long. No. What I'm going to start remembering to say is, hey, I know in whom I believe that he's able to keep that, that I've committed unto him against that day. No. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Ah, oh, there is there. Therefore, now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. I will start quoting a promise and confessing a declaration that God will see through to the end. Now, I'm not talking about that, that stuff that messed us up years ago. I'm not going to go home today and say, Lord, I really miss Hawaii. Would you please give me a new ticket to Hawaii? I claim it. I name it. I blab it and grab it, Lord. No. Because, see, that's not the way this works. It's not the way it works, you see. You, you want to get a yes to every prayer you ever pray? Do you, do you want to know how the secret to how you get a yes to everything you pray? Somebody says, oh, come on, Pastor, tell us. Don't hold back. I'll, I'll get the video series ready. I'm fixing to give you the key. T.D. Jakes didn't even tell you this. I will tell you this. You want to know how to get a yes every time you pray? Follow the prayer admonition of Jesus in the garden. When he looked up to his father, and he said, let this go. It's the key. Nevertheless, thy will be done. Yes. Yes. Beth, you'll get a yes every time when you pray the will of God. Tell him what you want. 
Tell him how your heart hurts. Tell him what you're feeling. Tell him what you're going through. But at the end of it, don't forget to cap it with that thing that will secure that he's heard every word you've said. Nevertheless, thy will be done. God, here's what I need. Here's what I want. But nevertheless, your will be done. So if you lead me through the fire and you lead me through the flood, if you lead me through the trial, if i got to face a mountain, it don't matter because I'm working and walking every day in the will of Almighty God, and I'll take it because if it's God's will, the mountain will move. If it's God's will, the fire will cease and the waters will recede when it's the will of Almighty God. Amen? So will not you give the Lord a hand clap of praise that will give me... A minute to breathe. I'll never again confess lack. For my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I won't confess my lack. I won't confess any fear because God has not given me a spirit of fear, but he's given me a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. These promises of God are there not for you to put on a plaque and hang in your house. It's there so that you will put it down inside your heart. Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you, David said. We've got to know these things are in this precious word so that you and I can walk on water if we have to. You can walk through the storm and not be in, have a problem. You can go through every trial or trouble or every day living. You can go through the death of a child and you'll still look up to the Almighty and you'll say, blessed be the Lord. Bless his name forever. He's a good God, an awesome God, and a mighty God. He's supreme over Satan. I will never again confess sickness. I won't confess it. I'm not going to hang on to it. I may get it, but if I do, I'm going to pray over it because I believe he is the healer by his stripes. I'm healed. I'm going to believe it. He took himself, Isaiah 53 and 5, himself took my infirmities and bare my sicknesses. And that, in Matthew, never again will I confess bondage for where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There's a promise for everything that you and I will ever face. And if we'll just start living on the mountain of our positive confession. Somebody says, oh, there you go, Joel Osteen. I like Joel. I like him. You know why? Because he's positive. I'd rather be positive than an old mully grubber sitting there complaining, whining, and always, always having a problem and the biggest grunt you've ever seen in your life. Put Joel at a table with a hamburger and that person there at a table with a hamburger. I'm going to go with Joel every time. I like Joel. You know why? Because he believes God's word. He's standing on his word. He's standing. You know, he may not have everything exactly. I ain't going to agree with you. You aren't going to agree with me. We'll let God figure all that stuff out. But I will say this. It's important that I understand. He said, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. So I'm not going to confess loneliness. I'm not going to confess despair. I'm not going to look at all the stuff that's going wrong. I'm not worried about the devil being on my back today. I am concerned with only one thing. He said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor a seed out begging for bread I'm going to stay true to the power of almighty God and his promise over my life hallelujah today we're honoring America and words you know words we were founded on words words our declaration of independence is words words have so much power 
You can end a relationship with words. You can start one with words. You can, the, some of the most powerful words you'll ever read in your life or hear in your life are words like thank you or I love you or no or yes. One of my favorite words to hear is at Black Friday when I'm standing in the line and the lady goes, next. I'm that guy in the third aisle saying, hallelujah. Next. A good word. Our five senses. The words we speak. There's, there's power in words. You, you've got to know that every time you open your mouth, it's powerful. How you are with your children. I, I've seen people with children, and it breaks my heart when you'll hear them say, hey, hey, stupid, hey, dummy. I want to go over and just bless them in Jesus' name. Don't talk like that. It's power. Don't talk like that. Don't do that. If you've done it, you confess it. You repent of it. And don't ever do it again. Don't talk to your mate like they don't, like they're not, they don't have common sense to walk out of a barn. Don't, don't treat them like that. Words are powerful. Words mean something. A judge looks at you and says, guilty or not guilty. It's powerful. Powerful words. Words mean everything to us. A little baby, you put them in your hands and they're no bigger than this. And you like, say mama, say daddy. Come on, say it. I know you're three days old, but it's all right. <laughs> say it. We teach words. Words. Words are so vital, so essential and important to our lives. My great-grandmother was blind, Jean, Mom Duncan. She would be like 107 now. She's, she died in 1986. She lived with us for just a little while, just back and forth. She'd go to a different family, and we had this, this time where she was staying with us. And, and I'll never forget the way that she, so many times, she, she would just, she would figure things out. She loved to crochet Afghans, and, and I've got this amazing Afghan made by my great-grandmother. And it's perfect, blue and white stripes on it, just gorgeous, that she knitted the entire thing for me, wouldn't take a million dollars for it, but I look at that, and I remember how she used to have the little cans, coffee cans, and she'd they'd put a, a Y, and an R, and a B on different cans, and that would be her colors, and she would feel, and she'd know what colors they were, and she'd make her Afghans, and they all came out perfect, every time. Communication. Words are so valuable and important that even those who go through physical challenges, like what she went through, we teach them Braille. Or someone who's got the challenge and can't hear and they have the special need, and we teach them you know, to, to read lips or we teach them sign language because it's important to communicate. It's important to talk to them. We have different languages all around the world, but they all center in on the same words. Words are valuable. Words are important. We know this is true. If I look at my Hispanic friends and I, and I say, casa de Dios, they're going to be like, amen, amen. You're going to be like, what? I'm going to say, that's house of God. I can look at you and I can say, glory to God. But I'll look at them and say, glory a Dios. I'll look at you and I'll say, God bless you. And I'll, D, 
Dios le bendiga. And they know exactly what I'm saying. Thank you very much. Muchas gracias. And we understand and know that it may be different languages and different ways of interpreting and understanding. We have a translator booth back there. God bless them. God bless Delmi today who is trying her best to, to follow along with me and translate what I speak. Because words are important. Words are powerful. I've been with couples getting married and it's the one moment where I try to be a little lighthearted with them. And I'm like, do you know? This weekend, you're going to get married, and there are seven words that are the most vital, essential, and most important words of this entire ceremony. One time I had a guy look at me, and he was just like, you mean the part where you say, you mean that kiss your bride? <laughs> and I said, no, that's not it. Lady looks over, and she says, no, the part where it says, till death do us part. <laughs> but no, I, I said, no, it's... It's that part, after all is said and done, the flowers are done, the rings are done, the vows are made, all this, it's that part where I go, I now pronounce you. I now speak it over you. I now pronounce you husband and wife. At that particular moment, everybody starts to cry and cheer and clap. It's all done. And I've told him before, I said, those words are so powerful. When I get done saying those words, you've got to hire a lawyer to undo it. That's powerful. <laughs> Somebody says, don't say that too loud. Powerful words. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. Darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. The beginning of the Bible, the Word of God. And it says, then God said. Wow. Then he spoke. Let there be light. And the rest of that chapter is all about God. Speaking into existence, the spoken word, the creative word of God. It's life and death. It's creation. That's the power. Don't ever let yourself be careless in your speech. Don't let anyone get you to the point where you'll just start to rattle off whatever you're thinking or whatever you're feeling. Don't treat your words like that. I'm not saying to get silent, although it wouldn't hurt some folks. Just know that your words are powerful, especially when you get on your face and you look up to the heavens and you begin to pray. Brother Mark, I, I don't think, Jennifer, I, I don't think that when we were praying this morning that it was because all of us were down here, all these people were around. It was because we were decreeing and declaring promises of God that I believe that we got God's attention this morning. You, as you've labored months and months and months over your boy, it's prayers and declaration of the promises of God. That's what touches heaven. That's what's brought him a thousand miles. That's
that's going to finish the work that God started. It's prayers for comfort. I can't comfort you. I can buy you ice cream. I can do what I can do. But I can't go down inside a mother, a father's heart, and fix what's broken right now. But I know. I know that he says he whose mind is stayed upon him will be kept in perfect peace. The promise of God. The power of the Lord. Work. I've got to know what it is that makes the difference. I've got to know what the promises are. I've got to have them, and I've got to speak them out. I've got to claim them as my own. I've got to put my faith together with them. Why? Because God spoke. Because God said, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Let the power of his word, the power of the spoken word, get the, the, the frown off our face, get the despairing look off our eyes, out of our eyes, and stop living in a negativity, in a gloom, and a doom. Quit living beneath. You were made to be above. You're a child of God. You're made to walk in victory. You're more than an overcomer through Christ. You are victorious through him. So shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Speak it out. And watch the power of God begin to move and shake your world. There's something to be said for declaring and decreeing the promise of God over your family, over your finances, over your children, over your grandchildren. It's time to get off the phone and off social media talking to everybody else and to start looking up to the heavens for the one who can set you at liberty to live on top of the mountain. That's what you want. Words. Words, so vital and so essential, so important. God went on down in verse 26, 26 and 27. He said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. So that we're like him. That's why he's given us his word. And as his spirit dwells within us, you're not powerful. You're not... Uh, you don't get saved and become a superhero. I mean, I have a Superman t-shirt I like to wear sometimes, but I don't have that power. I don't have that ability. But something happened July 2nd, 1981. Something happened down inside of me. There was like a fire shut up in my bones. It, it was amazing the work of the Spirit that transformed and changed my life. Old things passed away and all things became new. I became a new creature, not because I was transformed. I didn't have a beam me up Scotty moment, but what I had was the power of a creator, the universe in his likeness and in his image. He came barreling down through my spirit and soul and he charged me and transformed me by the renewing of my mind. And now I live in this beautiful, beautiful expression of his promise. And as I live that out in my life, as you begin to speak that out, speak it over your lack, speak it over the things. Instead of complaining about what all you're going through and who all did this and did that and this person and that, instead of looking at all of that, man, why don't you start looking up to the heavens? Last, 
I heard he is no respecter of a person. And if he'll deliver one, he'll deliver you. If he set somebody else free, he's going to set you free. Your words are declaring to God and to heaven what you believe in. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. This power is at work in us, and we need to reconsider. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. Expression of our faith. In God's creation, we are His created being. Made with a living soul. So now everything you speak as a child of God, there's power behind that if it's connected to your faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please the Lord. But with faith, you can move a mountain if you got to. With faith, you can speak to disease and it has to go. With faith, not because you're committed, not because you're so hard, you're a hard worker, not because you pay all this amount of money. No, because you have surrendered in every way to the likeness and to the image of God in you. And because you've done that, the power of the Lord is at work in you. Stand with me this morning and help me, Gary. It was Jesus standing in the wilderness when the enemy was taunting and tempting him that he just looked at him and said, God said, God said, oh, let's do King James Version. It is written. It is written. But technically what he's saying is, my dad said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Jesus knew. And Jesus teaches you and me, don't let what happened in the past, don't let people that steered us off into prosperity gospels and naming and claiming diamonds and Cadillacs in the driveway and, and all those non-will of God things, don't, don't let all that keep you from a positive confession, a positive word over your family. Speak it. Speak it out loud. Don't be silent. Speak it. Declare it. It's Job that finally said, he knows the way that I take. When he's tried me, I'll come forth this gold. That, that, that friend looked at him and said, oh, Job, if you just get right with God, if you just repent and do things right, you could know that the Lord would shine on your path. You could decree a thing. Well, Job looks up. Now, and he says, Lord, you know the way I've taken. You know that I've gone through the fire. You know that I've gone through sickness. You know I lost my babies. You know what all I've lost, my cattle, my sheep, everything's gone. You know it. But you know every step that I'm taking. And when I've come out, when I've come through, I declare I'll come out as pure gold. That's the promise of God Almighty. That's the promise of the Lord. When you and I understand that and know that and we embrace that and hold to that right now, there will not be a bill unpaid next month. There will not be a sickness that will overtake you. There will not be those things that if it's not what God's called you to, then it has no business in your life. 
It is my word that shall lead you, my word that shall guide you. Hold fast to my word. It is the word that will set you free. I have set it before you. I have sent it out that it might do my work. I will deliver, says the Lord. You must look unto me. Hold fast to the promises I have given you and live in victory and know that I, the Lord, have declared it over your life. I've spoken it over your soul. Lift your hands in honor of God this morning. Are you living in lack? Are you living in doubt? Are you living in fear? There's a word for that. Are you living in defeat? Are you sad? Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. There's a word for that. When the enemy comes in like a flood, you'll lift up a standard against it. If I drink any deadly thing, it shall not harm me. There's a word for what you're going through. There's a word for where you are. I'll run through a troop. I'll leap over a wall. I am victorious through God. Your children need saved. It was Joshua who said, as for me and my house. He declared it. He decreed it. As for me and my children, as for me and my grandchildren, as for me and my family, my friends, as for me and my house, we will, we will, we will serve the Lord. Enemy, you cannot have advantage for we are not ignorant of your devices we stand as children of God we are the head not the tail we're above and not beneath we belong to the king of kings and lord of lords we'll not be defeated there is no darkness that we cannot overcome through the light that has been given to us through Christ we are victorious today speak it Speak it over your life. Don't let, don't let another foul negative word come out of your mouth. Don't let another thought, a negative thought, a, de a devilish plot against you. He wants to use your own words against you. What good is it to consider and contemplate the blame and whose fault and what's wrong and how far and how deep it's all gone oh my goodness look to the heavens from whence cometh thy help your help comes from the Lord obey him and look to him confess and declare the promises of almighty God and watch as the earth begins to melt and the mountains begin to shake and the swelling thereof will honor your heavenly father who has delivered you you are called to more you are called to higher places you are called to heavenly places Hallelujah.
If it is rain that you need, I supply the rain. If it is provision that you need, I am your provider. If it is guidance you need, I'm here. Deliverance you need, I can set you free. I am your victory. I am the word. And the word over you is life. Life and life more abundant. He wants us to trust him, church. He wants to lift your hands all over the house. Begin to speak. Speak out your praise. Speak out the promises of God, the, the need you have. It's all right. It's all right to share your need, but oh, don't, don't relish, don't relish in the despair. Look to the heavens, trust in a God who is sending a word, he's sending a powerful word of deliverance to his people. You will not be the same. You will not get in the car today and be the same. You will not allow the word of God to be something that is a stumbling block. You will allow it to be a, a freer. It, it, it's going to be a key to unlock the prison you've been in. It's going to be the thing that unloose and looses the fetters that you have felt you've been strangled with in the name of Jesus Christ. This church, these families, every man, woman, boy and girl will walk from this house this morning and be delivered because you have speech that is free. Hallelujah. Pronounce it over your children. Pronounce it over your wife, over your husband. Pronounce it over that sickness. Curse that cancer and come against those things that have tried to destroy you. Come against those things that come from the very pit of hell in the name of Jesus Christ. We honor you this morning, Lord, and we thank you. I'm going to ask you right where you are, just as quickly as you can. We've got a little time this morning. We're not meeting this evening. Would you take just a moment, get out from where you are. If you have need, if you feel this is spoken to you, your words are going to change. And you have the, the promises of God in your heart. And you are ready to embrace them like you've never had before. Get out and meet me in this altar as quickly as you can. Don't wait. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We praise you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. We honor you, God. You are our victory.